This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Two Planker Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schaefer, and today on the show, we have Simeon Glass. And Simeon, thanks for joining the show, dude. Most definitely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So uh, what have you been up to this summer? Looks like you were super busy at uh, Line Week at Mount Hood. L- let's hear a little yeah. bit about that. Um, so I was out in Oregon all summer coaching at Wendell's. Um, so I was just doing that all summer, just coaching, skiing. Um, and then, yeah, I got to ride for a week with the line team cause they all came out for line week and then I didn't have to coach that week as much. I just got to chill and vibe out with everyone. So it was really sick. Um, yeah. And I just got a little time off before who knows our next adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've, I never went to hood as a camper. I went yeah. to, uh, uh, what was it? Liberty Snowflex. That was my only summer oh, okay. camp experience. So like, does it get broken up into age group or skill group at uh, Wendell's? It's all skill groups. Um, so you can be like a younger kid. Like one week I had a 12-year-old riding with all these like 15, 16-year-olds just because he could keep up. It's literally all by like skill and by like who you feel most comfortable around. Like if you have a friend in an older group, you can like switch out and be like, I want to be with my homie all week. I don't want to be with all these kids I don't know. But like we encourage you, you know, to meet new kids. But like if you – went with a homie you want to be with your homie all week and i get that so <laughs> yeah but. that's awesome yeah is it like an all day on the hill type of thing or are you guys doing like morning and then playing like sports in the i don't i don't even know like what the camper experience is like at yeah. all. um so in the morning you wake up at like 7 30 to 8 o'clock and you go to breakfast you have breakfast do all that stuff um and then at like 8 30 in the morning we try and meet them all in the courtyard um and then you like meet up with your kids you get a coaching group for the week and you meet up with all your kids and then you go on hill at like 9 30 try to be there by like 9 9 30 um and then you get up on hill and you ride until like 12 30 with the kids um and then every day there's like a clinic so there's like a jump clinic or like hand plant clinic or like something like that and all the kids just get split up into their groups and they just go off and do the clinics and then we're allowed to go ride while they're all doing their thing with all the the rest of the coaches like you get like one clinic a week and then you go and get to ride until three o'clock and then we go off hill and then there's like activities 4 30 activities on campus so they have like like a skate like game of skate or like knockout like basketball um and then there's shoe golf there's just like a bunch of activities you can go play like you can go on the airbag or the dry slope for the day um, so there's just a bunch of things you can do and then you have some off time and then there's a seven thirty activity, which is like dodgeball or like, you know, they play like capture the flag or something like that, like a big game that you try to get the whole campus engaged in. So that's pretty fun. It's probably one of my favorite things is dodgeball twice a week. You just get to throw balls at all the kids that piss you off on hill all day, which is pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> Damn dude. That sounds like, a, that sounds like a really fun summer job oh yeah it's it's a good summer job you don't do it for the money you definitely do it to be with the people and for the kids and stuff but i mean if you ever want to be more in the ski community and meet literally everyone that's how you do it just go to hood in the summer and work there (laughs) yeah exactly i mean you even just going there for may for spring pass you get to meet so many people it's unreal oh yeah like most definitely like i so it's crazy because i had never gone to camp or anything in my life either. And then I went to camp summer of 2021. And that was like the year I got like signed line and like all that stuff happened because I met so many people and networked with so many people. Like I got to meet like Kevin Perrin, like tree fort. Kevin Perrin's like one of my best friends now, like one of the dopest dudes. I like got to hang out with him a bunch and like Casabon stayed at his house for like two weeks. So I got to like chill with all those dudes, like Liam Downey, and it was just sick. It was just super sick to, like, actually make those connections, like, the second year I was there because I actually, like, knew the people at first time. 
and then you come around the second time and you get actually like bond and make an actual friendship with these people it's like insane to just sit there and be like wow these are my friends like these are just my homies <laughs> yeah so uh what's it like when line comes through town how does your like your day change going from the coaching side to the athlete side when they came it was just like I just went and hung out with them and we wake up in the morning. We had a chef, Barstool chef, Chef Donnie, great guy. Chef Donnie made food all week for us. And that was like the dopest thing. Cause it was like camp food the entire summer. And then the last week of camp, I got to eat like good home cooked food by a real chef. So that was sick. And then like we go on a hill ride and then we would go down to campus for like an activity after we got done skiing. Um, or we would go to like Brightwood beach. They have that little beach spot there. We would go sit at the beach for a couple hours and then, you know, go to campus and hang out with the kids for a little while. So it was the same thing. It was way more relaxed and I didn't have to really on Hill. I didn't have to deal with kids as much, but I just got to ski and vibe. So it was really fun that way. Yeah. That sounds like a way better deal than being. Oh, a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely a good way to end my summer on a high note being like i didn't have to coach really the last week so i was just having fun vibing out and skiing which yeah. is way better <laughs> yeah. was was chef donnie any so i actually i follow barstool pretty closely and yeah uh, he tried he was trying to start up this series where he's like doing all these stunts and stuff so yeah. is he like any good at skiing or was he completely Bro, new chef chef johnny he grew up so he grew up in minnesota he went to highland he like grew up with uh the like seamus and patty flanagan wow. so yeah, so he, like, knows all those dudes, and he was like, yeah, bro. He, like, walked into the house the first day. He's wearing, like, a gibberish hat, and we're all like, where are you from, dude? And he's like, Minnesota. And we're like, oh, all right. But, like, he's pretty new to, like, I think he was newer to the park side of skiing, but Chef Donnie will literally go do whatever you tell him to do. He'd be like, oh, you got you to gotta hit this three today or got to go hit this jump, and he would just do it. Like, he, <laughs> like, he doesn't <laughs> – like anything you told me to do is like, oh, okay, I probably could do that. Like, yeah, let's let's go try it out. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a dope dude. Yeah. Most definitely. So he's a Midwest guy. You're yeah. a Midwest guy. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so where does it all start for you? Um, so I was originally I was born in Detroit. Um, and then I was adopted at birth. Um, and then I moved to a small little town called Portage, Michigan. Um, I lived there until I was six or seven. Um, and then we moved out to like the literal butt fuck of nowhere, my, my language, but that's what it was. Um, <laughs> I grew up in like a little like hick town kind of, it was called Otsego. Um, it's where, so Hornbeck, it's Hornbeck's like home. Hill. That was like how I grew up skiing. I watched Hornbeck and like Spencer Milbacher and uh greg tuffelmeyer ski like growing up and i snowboarded like when i was younger like i was a big snowboard kid and like i snowboarded till i was 13 14 it's like a summer where i started the winter of 2000 like 12 and started skiing like the winter of 2014 um because all my friends skied and i was like the only snowboarder that actually was like like really I just I wasn't supposed to be on a snowboard in the first place that's just where I got put <laughs> so I like did that um and I grew up with do you you know Tyler you know Tyler Sosowski so like yeah. they were around like Tyler would come to Bittersweet sometimes uh with my friend Mitchell Mitchell Zesolowski if you know that name um and they would I like grew up skiing with Mitchell and stuff and I was always like skiing looks way cooler and then, like, he went to the academy and got, like, cracked at skiing. And we were like, yeah, skiing's a lot cooler. So then I got super into skiing. Um, and then, yeah, I just rode every day. I was homeschooled during high school. So I literally would go skiing at, like, I'd get my parents to drop me off as early as I could, like, 9.30, 10 a.m., like, when they opened. And I would leave every day at, like, 8.39, like, an hour before close. And then I would go do my homework go to bed and do the same thing and that was like what i did all through high school it was like how i got but i literally like my parents made me play basketball and i hated basketball so i quit playing basketball to ski because the weekends you had basketball tournaments and you couldn't go skiing with your friends and all my friends were doing all the fun stuff on the weekends so i never like that was one thing with organized sports i always hated is because it always 
cut into my ski or like action sports time. And I, I couldn't do it. I needed to do one or the other and <laughs> yeah. it was not my thing. <laughs> yeah. So who put you on the snowboard at first? Like were your parents skiers or snowboarders? Um, so my dad uh, actually grew up around, he was from the Netherlands originally moved here. Um, and then when we were, when he was in high school, after he graduated college, like senior year, went and lived in Frisco, um, Colorado. So he lived out there for a while and his family was super into skiing and stuff. And then moved back here and then, yeah, later on got all of us into like snow sports and snowboarding is where we all started because I like loved wakeboarding and stuff. So that all made sense to me. And then, you know, it didn't. Yeah. Damn. That's pretty cool. What was uh, yeah. what was the decision making process like for getting homeschooled? Because that's pretty. Uh, I don't know if we've had somebody on that's been homeschooled before. Um. So homeschooling was big thing was when I was younger. I went to like middle school and stuff. Um. And we moved like when I was younger, and I lost like all of my friends. I like didn't know any of these kids, and we moved to a different high school. And I was like, I don't want to go to this high school. Like, what the no? <laughs> so like. <laughs> I just like that was like a big part of it. My mom was homeschooled when she was in high school too, so then she like thought about it and she had retired. Uh, my mom used to be a nurse, uh, so she was like a trauma nurse, and so she's retired now. And she just decided she wanted to homeschool us because she homeschooled like she was homeschooled and she had the time because my dad's my dad's an architect and then my mom is what well, used to be a nurse, so yeah. they um they just did that instead and just homeschooled us and gave us a lot more time and opportunities to do like the things we were actually invested in, which was super sick. Cause I didn't have all school every day. I could go do things I wanted to do. And I like grew up on a big old farm. So that was really sick. We had like dirt bikes and stuff could go play airsoft in our backyard, like all those crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, it just made more sense for all of us. And I grew up with five siblings too. So like, yeah, so like it was pretty, it was way better that way because like it was sick because I have an older brother who's two years older than me and like him and I were like best friends. Like that was the ski, like if I went skiing, I'd go with Isaac, my older brother um, and we would just go skiing all day and like even growing up as a kid, we'd just go find the most random shit to do. Like we'd go scooter in the driveway, like got super into scootering when we were little. Um, then my dad was super into mountain biking, so like we got into mountain biking and then I was like, nah, I don't like this mountain biking stuff. I don't like hiking. So then I got into BMX biking and just like all that kind of stuff growing up. So it's just like always action sports more oriented anyway. So it just like made sense to make the switch to like also forwards, the forwards thing, like being forwards, like on a bike just makes way more sense to me being forwards on skis instead of sideways. Cause that just doesn't make sense. Cause I hate skateboarding. So <laughs> <laughs> Dope. Yeah. So when you switched over from snowboarding to skiing, how, how long did it take to actually get good? Um, so that was, that's why I love skiing. <laughs> Let me tell you. So uh, I like grew up, so we grew up on the farm and we had like a bunch of hills and my dad being an architect had access to like all those, you know, those blue, huge PVC pipes that you could always like, you always wish you could go hit. I, I had like two of those growing up. So I like built a little summer setup and I like hit that for a while and then it snowed and then I would just hit that drop in and I skied on that. And then it was like, yeah, summer 2014, 15, we got, had really good winters in Michigan, like not bad. Um, and I like built a jump. I remember in my backyard and that was where I did my first backflip and I like could do a backflip and a 360 and hit a rail and do a front two before I even like went to a ski resort and skied because all my friends were super good. <laughs> and, like I showed up the first day and I got like this cracked ski. Like I had a piece of wood like holding my ski together and shit. Like it was like a whole rough show. But I was like going out there and it'd be like backflip, backflip all day long. <laughs> yeah. like, and like only like a few of our friends at the time could like do backflips and stuff. So it was like funny. They were all like, Why are you what, what are you doing, bro? And then, yeah, I, like, got super, super into it. Um, but, yeah, it didn't take very long. After that, like, I figured out skiing. Like, I think 2015, I learned how to, like, two on, but I couldn't do a normal two on. I had to lip two onto everything. Like, I oh, couldn't, like, yeah. yeah. So, I, like, learned lip two before regular two. Like, I only learned regular two, like, three years ago. 
and I would lip to on to literally everything, <laughs> everything as a kid. Yeah. And everybody'd be like, like I remember there was like rail jams. And that was the only reason I like want a rail jam against like all of my friends who've been skiing forever because I can do a lip two and none of them would do a lip two. That was like the only way. Yeah. It was like the hack. I found like a hack and then you know that didn't work for very long. But <laughs> so what was it? It was just like easier to catch yourself like going yeah. from the side? Uh I think yeah, it was that and I snowboard like snowboarding like made okay, me yeah. think like different backwards, everything backwards. So like just that motion made way more sense to me. And I don't know, it just worked out for a while, but that is, yeah, that's one of the weirdest things ever. that's so weird yeah <laughs> yeah it was a little different but you know it worked out <laughs> yeah so you guys are like in the so minnesota you guys are like in the shadow of mike hornbeck were you watching snowboarding movies or or ski movies when um, you were like like first starting on snow sports um so when i first started it was literally like all ski like i didn't really watch edits before that and if I did, it would be like do tour. Like I literally like turn on the do tour on a Saturday afternoon and be on. And that's what like really got me into skiing was like watching do tour and like watching like all that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't really get into edits until I was a little older. And then once I started getting into edits, it was just literally watching B and E show and like be inspired and like all that kind of stuff. Like it was that was skiing for me it was Henrik and Phil. Like that was it. <laughs> like yeah. that's all I ever watched growing up. But did they make it through uh to your mountain on their they did that huge tour? Yeah, Kevin Perrin was actually the tour manager bringing up Kevin yep. again. But uh, like, did they make it to your mountain because they were going um, through all the Midwest stuff? So, yeah, they actually went to this place called Timber Ridge that's like 10 minutes away from my home resort. But I didn't even ski at the time yet, that was like a year before I had skied. So, they all but yeah, they did all come to Michigan and like stayed with some of my homies from high school. Um, that like they're one of the people that like created M snow. Um, so they like stayed with them when they came here and stuff, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, no, I never got to like go on that when I was younger, which was, but you know, I met them, I've met them now. So it's cool to meet them as I'm older. Cause I can actually really remember the experience, but I definitely would have been like sick as a little kid to be like, I met Phil and Henrik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. So in a lot of my research, yeah, I uh, I just go to people's YouTube channels. I just do a deep dive on YouTube. So it Sick. seems like you had a nice crew of people putting together some edits. Yeah. Um. So yeah, growing up, actually, crazy story. I uh, one of my good friends now. Um. His name's Simon Vasquez. He owns this company called Midwest Media Productions. Um. And when I was younger, he was like he's three years older than me. So I was like a little like you know 13 year old 14 year old kid and i'd be like hey simon can you come film me because he'd be at uh we had this thing called tlc which is like this uh homeschool like class you would like go and take classes there it was like a building like a homeschool building where all we'd all go take classes and i'd like seen simon around like skiing and stuff and i'd see that he filmed and i like randomly asked him one day to like film me and then we made an edit that winter. It was like, it's called Smooth as Glass. It was like one of my first ski edits I ever made. <laughs> and it's like him literally just like driving me every day to the resort because I couldn't drive. So he'd like pick me up from my house. We'd go film for like an hour a day. And then, yeah. But he, uh, he filmed a lot of my edits and he still edits most of my edits to this day that I like post on YouTube, which is pretty sick. Oh, that's sick. Is he is that yeah. his full time job or is he still doing it as yeah. a hobby? No, uh it's actually his full time job. He uh films weddings and all that kind of stuff. So he does like everything now. Yeah. Um so he's doing all that and then yeah, it's just his full time gig now kind of thing. That's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. I was watching Most one of those definitely. edits. It was an edit from twenty sixteen. I didn't I didn't write down the name, but uh Okay. Dude, you do a dub on a, a jump in the Midwest? What the hell yeah. is that all about? <laughs> so that's that's another crazy story. So that was the year I learned how to do dub. Um, and it was literally just me and all of the park crew guys were at Bittersweet. And they just finished building all the big jumps for the year. And I was like sitting at the top of the hill. And I'm like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Like I'll just never do one. And I remember there's a video somewhere like, deep on instagram of me doing my first one but it's like 
the sketchiest dub layout flat seven and i just land at the bottom of the jump and i landed it like first first time i ever tried it i landed it and i'm literally like geeking out and everybody's like what <laughs> it was like it's just like i don't know it's me now like it's just those jumps like midwest jumps like if you can figure them out they're I think they're way more fun than going and hitting a 60, 70 foot jump and floating yourself to the moon. Yeah. Well, I mean, with smaller features. Preference. Yeah. Like on smaller features, everything has to be so much more aggressive and, yeah. and thrown so much harder. Cause you have no time in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like the way I ski is aggressive in that way, because how I was grown up in the Midwest and <laughs> like yeah. it's just how it is now so but i like it i mean it's definitely its own thing and definitely different you know but Absolutely, it's a little yeah. scary i guess at some points people might think but yeah who knows yeah i, I still haven't ridden out there but i definitely i feel like it's on the bucket list yeah for, you got to check out the midwest you know even you though it's de- definitely do if you ever get out here you definitely like if you ever have a chance midwest is definitely a sick place to ski yeah. It's definitely produced a lot of crazy skiers. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, totally <laughs> makes I sense. I was talking, and we, I was recording an episode with Benny, and he was saying that they always go there for urban because there's just yeah. it's guaranteed that there's going to be snow. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's always snow if you find the right places, and there's always insane spots that literally no one other than like Hornbeck is hit. So you just gotta look for them if you really want to find them. But there's some crazy stuff still that hasn't been hit yeah but damn all right um so in high school did you have any any sponsors i saw like there was a zevo optics yeah. like uh, logo on one of your edits but was there any like what was going on with that and what was going on with everything else um so yeah i really just in high school i only rode for like zevo that was like the only company i actually had like a real hookup with like they'd send me like four or five pairs of goggles a winter um but that it was that was like it um and then i was like i had that monster army hookup when you're like you know you're like little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i had the monster army hookup for a couple of years it was pretty sick um but that was when i like first started skiing so i was super hyped on that i was like guys guys i got a monster army sponsor i've only been skiing for two years and so <laughs> like that was pretty sick um it's really funny because the other day or like a couple months ago i found i was looking through my email and I found this old message from me and KP when I was like second year, I think skiing. And it's like me being like, Hey, like, could you like hook me up with like a discount code or like some free stuff? And it was like little me, which was the craziest thing. And now me and KP were just laughing at it. Cause it's like, now he literally like, I'll go to the store. He'll be like, here you go. Here you go, buddy. You need this. <laughs> it's like, I just think it's funny that like full circle, like as a child wanting that to be like a thing. And now it's just like, he's one of my best, like favorite people, like best yeah. guy. And I can just literally go talk to him about anything and go there and just, he'll just hook it up. Like, he's yeah. just the man. So how did you, how did you get plugged in with Zevo? Um, so that was just Instagram. Like the guy, his name's Mike Lau hit me up on Instagram and like, it was like, we need more Midwest riders, younger riders. And that was like how that went. And then they plugged me in with that for a couple of years. Um, and then up until 2020, I rode for them. Um, and then I stopped riding for them for a couple of years. Um, and now I'm hooked up with Spy. So we're doing that now instead. But yeah. it was definitely a sick stepping stone as a kid, like having that as an opportunity to even get something from someone was super sick and definitely like pushed me to keep skiing and get better at skiing and, you know, make it something I actually wanted to be a part of. Um, It definitely gives you drive just to know that, you know, companies like even smaller companies are watching you and like think you're doing something. So that was cool as a kid. Most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's so sick to get hooked up. Like, and that's actually pretty, that's a pretty good deal. It's not even like a discount code on a pair of goggles. That's like, they yeah. seriously hooked it up. Yeah. They definitely hooked it up for what I was doing. So it was fun. It was definitely yeah. dope. Sick. So what, what year did you finish high school? Uh, 2018 is when I graduated. Okay, cool. And did you yeah. go to college at all? No, I did not. Um, okay. I was going to, and then I had some collarbone issues cause I wanted to play baseball in college. Um, and then I broke my collarbone skiing, so I couldn't even go to tryouts. So 
<laughs> and if I wasn't playing baseball in college, I wasn't going. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you have your sights set on like trying to go pro for skiing at all? No, never. <laughs> not yeah. not a day in my life. Um, I just looked at skiing as like skiing has always been like my escape like my just like thing I do, like if I'm stressed out or like thinking about anything, I'll literally just go skiing and not think about anything. Um, so it's definitely dope that I'm starting to actually get that way. And I can actually think about, wow, I'm actually doing this for a living kind of thing instead of just doing it for fun, yeah. um, which is super sick. Um, but yeah, no, I never had a, solid like plan like i was never like i'm gonna go pro skiing i was just like i'm gonna ski and have fun skiing and then everything just lined up which was crazy so yeah but no yeah so let's hear that story so you you wanted to go to you wanted to go to college to play baseball and that didn't work out so like where did that take you after you got hurt um so after that i was like well i guess i'm just gonna ski like i guess i'll just put more effort into skiing if i don't have anything else to you know look forward to or like, you know, put my effort into more or less. Um, so then, yeah, I just skied hard. Like 2019, I skied like super hard and like actually got into skiing like the way I wanted to. Um, and then the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, um, I signed with Gilson and I rode for Gilson for like a year. Um, and then, yeah, rode for Gilson and then all the line stuff, like I moved out to Salt or to Oregon for the summer. And then, yeah, got hooked up with Dubay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake. And, um, yeah, it really just went from there. Yeah. Just hooked me up and haven't looked back since. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. yeah. How, did, uh, how did Gilson find you? Because they're out of Pennsylvania. So it's like, yeah, that's a lot more random than line finding you because, you know, they're um, all over the place. So that was just like Josh Wong, the owner of Gilson. I think, well, this was like, yeah, like the end of 2019, like hit me up on Instagram. We started talking um, and he was talking about this company called Gilson. And I like started talking about it and we, you know, he sent me a pair of skis. I think I, I think I got like a code for a pair of skis on my first pair. So I bought some for like 50% off or something. Um, And then after that, they just started sending me skis um and then yeah i just did that and i don't really like remember specifically how like him and i like how that all came about but it was definitely through instagram he definitely hit me up and was just like asking me questions and stuff and then we started talking about skis and then started riding the skis (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty cool like how were you feeling at the time about getting a ski hookup especially since you kind of committed to to dedicating more energy towards skiing uh so at that point i was like wow maybe i'm actually like because at the time gilson didn't have very many riders either there was like me and like four or five other kids that really like skied heavy that rode for gilson um so i was like super psyched because i had never you know gotten hit up by a ski company so that was like super sick i was like gilson you know it's skis like i get to ski for a company now like um so yeah i definitely changed like my mindset after that was okay well i've gotten this far in skiing why don't i just turn it up and see how far i can really get in skiing if this is happening like this must be a stepping stone or mean there's more after this so that was like how i really looked at it after that and i just skied heavy and here we are (laughs) how did you end up getting that job at um at hood because like was there like a big application process because i'm sure a ton of people want to be coaches yeah um so there is a pretty big application process and there's definitely a lot of people um i just had a really good friend of mine actually used to be one of uh the assistant directors for the camp like a counselor camp activity director um his name is mike san filippo (laughs) crazy one right there yeah uh we all call him little mike though but little Mike um, worked at camp and he is from my home mountain. Um, so he was like, yeah, dude, if you want a job, I can get you a job. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude, like, okay, like, cool, I guess. And then um, I like never really hit him up about it again. And then I waited too long and I missed like the application process. And so I like texted him. I was like, bro, 
there's any way like I could still get a job. He was like, yeah, we'll see. And then like, it was like two weeks in the camp. I get a phone call from one of the directors and they're like, we need you. Like <laughs> we don't have enough people. Like, will you come work at camp? So I like literally got sad. I like left like two days later, got on a plane, flew out there and literally just started working. I was a counselor all summer last summer. So I didn't have to coach. So that was sick because I just had to stay with kids all day, but then I got to ski like all day, like while they were on hill, I just got to ski. Um, so I got hooked up with that. And then, yeah, it was like, it was really easy to get a job just cause I had a friend that was already in it and I knew people that were in it. So I just, that was how I, that was my end pretty easy in, but <laughs> yeah, it was sick. That's awesome. And how did you meet Jake? So I've actually never, I don't think I've ever interacted with Jake other than DMS. Cause a lot of my <laughs> stuff I do is through Connor, but um, yeah. Yeah, so uh -huh. how, like, how did you even meet Jake, and, and what is he like? Jake, Jake Dubay. Um, <laughs> that is a wild story. That is a wild man. I love that dude. He is like my older brother. Um, but he randomly just hit me up on the gram and was like, "Hey, dude, what's the deal with Gilson?" And I was like, um, "I don't know. Like, there's not really a deal. Like, I don't have like anything signed or anything." And he was like. Well, I'd love for you to ride a pair of blends sometime and like didn't say anything deeper than that. He was like, Maybe I can get you a pair. And like that was all we, he said to me. And we'd like talk a little bit. And then one day he asked me for my email. And I got, I like went and looked at my email and there was just a line amateur contract, like pro rider contract, like sitting in my email from Jake. Um, and that was like how that went down. But Jake, good way to explain Jake is very energetic man that will say anything that comes to his mind in the best way possible. Um, <laughs> very funny guy. He will always make you laugh. He'll never, he never ceases to make, he won't. There's no way he's not going to make you laugh. It's something he says. Um, <laughs> and he's definitely just, he's the wild card. Jake is definitely the wild card and definitely the person I would pick to be in charge of a bunch of people. Cause like, there's no way Jake can't make everyone happy. Like he's always, yeah. you know, like he's always making sure everyone's doing good. Everyone's happy. Like he'll call me literally like I have a conversation with a dude for like once every day. Like yeah. uh, even if it's like a two minute phone conversation, like I'll have a conversation with Jake every day, yeah. which is sick. Like just to know that he actually cares that much about his riders and like all the other people that are around him that he takes time out of his day to literally just have a stupid random conversation with me about if it's even about like skis or like girls or like most pointless things, but he'll just make sure you have that conversation. And that to me is super sick. He's definitely like somebody I look up to and somebody I definitely respect just because of how much effort and time he puts in the ski industry. Yeah. And to like hear his story, like how he's told me, like how he literally <clears throat> went from working at Timberline didn't know where he was going to live and all that to going from there to literally being working, doing all the social media stuff for line and literally living the best life now. Like definitely someone I can respect. Yeah, dude, that is like the most ringing endorsement ever for a, a, a team manager. Like he should clip that and 100%. Put, it on, put it on LinkedIn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, how'd you feel when uh, when that contract came through? Like, is it just more of the same? Like, all right, this is actually starting to work out. Um, no, when the line contract went through, I was like, oh, like shit. <laughs> I was like, I did it. Like, I actually <laughs> did it, dude. Because like, I remember my first pair of skis were a pair of line masterminds. So like, I literally always like line was like the thing. And like, growing up, like, tell a friend tour would come to my home resort. And like, I remember like being little one year they came and I had a concussion. And so like Andy and Will literally let me like sit in the van and like, I hung out with them and like still did everything off hill that they like when they weren't riding, like they would come hang out with me and stuff. So that was like crazy to me. Um, and that was like a cool thing. Like even now, like when I hang out with them, like they remember me being a kid like they're always like yeah i remember you like meeting you when you were a kid like <laughs> at my home resort which is like the craziest thing to me that they still remember it's like me being a little kid that was just a little shithead that was like andy and will wesson yeah <laughs> like, wild yeah so that to me is super super sick yeah 
Well, so speaking of that, like just getting linked up with Line and kind of living out those childhood dreams. Yeah. So I know that I know that you're an episode of Traveling Circus. Were you on the Telefriend tour too at all? Yeah. So I all last winter I did Telefriend tour um, mm-hmm. with Andy. I did like all the way from the Wisconsin Minnesota stops, and then I went all the way to Pine Knob with them, and I stopped there. Um, and then this year I would like to. We're gonna see if I can go all the way and do the whole tour. I think. Yeah. Um, which would be super sick. And then I also did a little bit of filming, more traveling circus filming last winter. Um, so there will be some episodes coming out soon here that I'll be in, which will be super sick to watch yeah. and see how those turned out. Yeah. But, yeah. Were you traveling in the van for those? Uh, I traveled in the van a little bit. I yeah. did a little van traveling. I uh, When they came for Telefriend Tour, I drove my own car um because i live in michigan i just drove to minnesota and back um and then yeah we uh when we did traveling circus i flew to cali and then yeah they picked me up in cali we rode a big bear for like a week so that was sick and we did a bunch of filming there so there'll be some crazy content from there <laughs> yeah what's <laughs> the uh what's the inside scoop on van life van life it is interesting i don't think i could do it um but shout out Will because that is the greatest way to save money and do whatever you want. <laughs> if I had the money, I would. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like I love living in a house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So did when you guys were traveling? I mean, the 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 cat's already out of the bag. You guys stay in motels. You like nobody's sleeping in the the TC van, right? No, no, no. We stayed in Airbnbs the whole time. There's no motel staying. Oh, not even <laughs> motels anymore. Yeah, no. they've upgraded. We we stay in Airbnbs now. I guess I guess we have that uh that luxury now. So yeah. <laughs> I guess I came on on the ride like right at the right time. We got switched over to Airbnbs. Simeon got on. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, that's so tight. Were any of the yeah. other uh, the other uh, up and comers with you? Um, so it was me, Reagan. Uh, if you guys know Reagan Ellis, and then it was Benny, um, and then Pete and Andy and Will and I. So yeah. that was like the squad when we were there. That's so. And tight. then yeah, yeah, it was super sick. And then Connor was there for a couple days, which is super sick. So it was definitely definitely fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see another thing I have here. So looking at all your edits, I thought it was so sick that you did like one of those collabs with uh Talty Dan and like yeah. had the edit on his page. Yeah. That's crazy. So how did that come together? Uh so Dan honestly, Dan is the root of all of this. Like Dan is like my dad. Like Dan is like literally my biggest inspiration for anything in life. Like um so yeah dan goes way back like he one year just like hooked me up with some arsenic stuff um and then he's been like he's just been like my mentor like i call dan talk to dan about literally anything like when i left gilson for line like i had dan read my amateur contract for me i had dan like tell me what the right decision was what company to go with and everything and like yeah dan's literally like the lifeline of most things that happen behind the scenes for me like dan is definitely one of my favorite people i've ever met so but yeah he's mentor yeah yeah like most definitely like dan yeah so we just like yeah he had this idea like one winter i was like it'd be cool to like make an edit for arsenic and we like i just put together edit from all of my clips from that winter and i like had an idea i wanted to make one um and then yeah we just put it together and then we collabed and put that on instagram which is pretty sick that was definitely one of my favorite one of my favorite edits i've made yeah so that's that's pretty tight yeah Um, and then the other and then the other video i saw um that was kind of out of the box was with andy's new program um yeah kids ski free and like the national brotherhood of skiers yeah you want to give a lowdown on that um, yeah, so it's more like an inner city uh, ski group kind of thing. They're just trying to get uh, more uh, less privileged kids out on the hill. Um, and Lion like gave them a bunch of skis so they could have that program. Um, so Andy's just trying to make that kind of a bigger thing and trying to get more inner city kids um, out on the hill. 
um yeah if you guys can it's called national brotherhoods association it's definitely look it up on instagram you can definitely donate if you guys can uh even if you can't just go look at it and check it out it's definitely something super sick um that's happening in the ski industry and it's definitely something that i wish was bigger but we'll see yeah (laughs) it's definitely happening in the snowboard world for that kind of thing but it's not in the ski world as much and i definitely like to be a part of it but it's just hard without you know i'm not zeb powell (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's i mean it's the same thing as like starting any new program like telefriend tour was kind of small its first year but now it's huge so it's like the same exact process Yeah. yeah oh yeah it's definitely getting bigger sick well have you been filming for any larger parts i mean you did the whole season edit with uh arsenic you got anything in the chamber you got crew yeah. videos anything like that um so there is a crew video in the works um that should be out sometime this fall uh with ethan cook is filming that uh we like did a little bit of street last winter uh with a bunch of dudes so that'll be something that's in the works and then i also have an arsenic another arsenic edit in the works from this summer so I'm working on that one right now. So that'll be pretty sick too once that drops. Oh, sick. I'm excited you're for that. You're one. doing all the editing for that one? Uh, yeah, me and that kid, Simon, I was telling you about the Midwest Media Productions guy are going to do some editing and make that happen here soon. I want to make it happen within the next month or two. So, yeah, that, that'll be sick too before the winter happens. Just a little stoke. That's so <laughs> Something. Fire. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna be tight. So, at, so what do you do like in the off season? Since uh, like coaching is kind of just a summer only thing. Uh, so I deliver pizza. <laughs> <laughs> big, big pizza delivery guy. I'm uh, on my Andy, my Andy route right now. You know, you yeah. gotta start like Andy Perry delivers some pizzas. Maybe one day I'll really make it. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just do that, and then I uh, work a little bit at my home ski resort in the winter. Um, I just work on like park crew or I work in rentals when I'm not skiing. It's just things that I, I try to do things where I'm more able to have a more flexible schedule and leave on trips and stuff. Cause I'll be leaving again in November. Um, and then I'll be gone again in December for skiing stuff. So it's just like whatever I can balance out the easiest to make the best money, but also be able to leave <laughs> whenever yeah. I want is hard to balance out but it works so yeah it's definitely not like a lifestyle that's built for a full-time job no not at all (laughs) (laughs) not at all cool well i feel like if people know a little bit more about you now let's do some uh let's do some viewer questions and let them ask you directly sick one second here my phone is about to die that's another thing about me i'm gonna tell everyone that right now my phone before this phone conversation was at 100 percent. now it's at five so it sits at like two percent for like half an hour so we should be good (laughs) we could probably bang out we could probably bang out a little bit yeah we should be good (laughs) all right right. so uh first viewer question what's your hot take what's my hot take wow I think you should uh, be able to sag your pants as low as you want them to be, guys. <laughs> is that and on the mountain, or is that is that everywhere you no, go? No, that's that's on hill. Only on hill. You're only allowed to sag your pants as low as you want on hill. When you get off hill, please just pull your pants up. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, my other hot take. I don't get why people just go on Instagram and talk crap about each other, like skiing's not that deep like we're just all trying to have fun guys <laughs> and that uh that's my hot take for the day guys <laughs> Sick. all right scott belkman and this is something i didn't bring up because i i don't know if everyone always likes talking about it because i mean okay. we'll just get to the question so he says what is it like being a black skier in a predominantly white sport um i think it's funny I think it's really funny because half the time I'll show up places and people will just stare at me and then I'll start skiing and they'll realize I'm better than they are. And then they get really upset sometimes, but most of the times they're pretty hyped. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, I grew up in a white family and all my friends are white. All of my cousins are white. Like all everyone around me is not black so <laughs> yeah. i mean i've just gotten used to it um i've never really had to deal with anything like crazy like in the 
sport of skiing, like with people saying racist things to me or anything like that. So, I mean, it's not bad. It's definitely it's chill so far. And I feel like I've gotten to a place and there's just the sport has gotten to a place, just action sports in general with like Zeb Powell and like Rob and all those dudes. Technical difficulties, but you left off saying that uh, Zeb and Rob and all those guys are doing good stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so, yeah, just like definitely um, they're definitely helping shift the culture and make it more of a mixed, you know, sport, not just one way. It's starting to get diverse in some ways. And it's definitely sick to see. Um, and it's definitely dope to be kind of part of it um, in some ways to like see that, you know, there's more people of color on Hill. Um, it was sick to see this summer. There's a bunch of little kids, more African-American kids at camp. So that was like insane to see to me. Um, and then even with like staff, there was a lot more diversity with, even within the staff of camp, which was really, really cool to see. Um, so there's definitely things happening in the sport to make it easier and better. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to, I think there's definitely a new wave and definitely more kids popping out of everywhere you know um so just keep that going it'd be dope to see one day have a split not like as much of a split sport yeah you know yeah do you have any kids reaching out to you being like dude i look up to you so much it's inspiring seeing you out here doing all this um not as much really no um i've had some kids be like you definitely look up to you and you're like a cool skier but, you know, those are just little, you know, more little white kids. So, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's not, not diversity, but, you know, like, I definitely have little kids, like, say that to me yeah. um, in some ways. But, you know. That's tight. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, Dom asks – actually, we kind of already went over this. He said, story behind getting sponsored by Lyon & Gilson. He says, how old were you? So, I guess – yeah, so how old were you when you got your first ski sponsor? Uh, I was 20. 20. Okay, cool. 20, yeah. When so, I got my first ski sponsor. Yeah. Uh, Mason Kennedy, what is your sauciest trick? Uh, my sauciest trick, probably my favorite one is probably Nosebud 7s. Like Nosebud 7 lead mute is probably one of my favorite tricks. Um, But I don't know. Cork 7 lead Japan is starting to be one of my favorite things to do, so. Shout out Tweak. Shout out Kevin Merchant for making me do that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. So are you more of a jump guy? Yeah, I grew up being more of a jump guy. And now I've more transitioned into rails in the past few years and less of a jump guy. But I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. It's, one day I'll figure it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, It's Norris, not Chuck. What are your din set at? Full send. Yeah. They're set at full send, Chuck. Uh, my dins are cranked up to like probably way higher. They should be. I think they're at like ten or twelve, maybe twelve. I think I have like fourteen din bindings. So yeah, might be all the way. I'm not sure. Like, it's probably all the way, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Um, all right, scoot skis, and some of these just get get random i mean this is like the stretch of the random ones scoot skis where the moms be at where the moms be at um i don't know dude you just gotta go find yourself a nice ski resort with some nice moms and become good friends with them dude you know maybe buy them some wine or something it'll be good to go scoot skis <laughs> is, is there a story behind that or is this kid just dropping some random no, there's definitely there's definitely a little bit of a story behind that i definitely have a thing for moms um <laughs> <laughs> bad some wild experiences um but yeah no it's, it's not it's not a very deep story but yeah i definitely there's some beautiful moms out there um yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you have it all there right have it. <laughs> uh colton 88 how many corn dogs have you eaten in your life i can tell you it's probably near the thousands i can guarantee that i've probably eaten near the thousands of corn dogs Christ. Is, that like there was, is that midwest specialty i don't know dude i just love corn dogs like i remember i lived in an apartment two years ago our house with a bunch of friends and i literally would buy 
a 15 pack of corn dogs every week for like seven months. So, I mean, you do that math, dude, over the course of, you know, a couple of years, probably keep beating a lot of corn dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Marsh, L Marsh. Uh, why did you not come to ski sundown during the telefriend tour? So ski, ski sundowns in Connecticut. That's actually my home mountain. I think it was just, I wasn't going to go. I was just doing, the Midwest stops last year. I was just doing like Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. Um, but next year, if you're on the tour, if you come, I'll definitely be there. So I'll make up for not being there last year by going this year, I guess. I that's you know, yeah. <laughs> that's that's any... Andy about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anywhere where you're really looking forward to riding? Like even if it's like a non-traditional place, like, oh, I want to see what the riding's like in Ohio or whatever. Um, I really want to, I've never ridden in Vermont. Okay. I've never gotten to Vermont. So I really want to ride East Coast because uh, I have a lot of friends who are East Coast and like Dan and all them. So East Coast is definitely like Killington. I definitely want to get to Killington and I definitely want to ride Sugarbush. Uh, I really want to check out Loon too. So yeah. we'll I don't see. know. I don't know anything about the scene at Loon, but uh, yeah, Killington and and Sugarbush, like you're gonna be surprised how much of a scene there is on the East Coast. It's it's actually pretty sick. I'm excited. I definitely want to check out those and Corinthia at some point. It would be another one I really want to check out. Yeah. So. Yeah, Corinthia. That'd be another really good one. I forgot about yeah. that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, line skis. Look at Jake. He says, uh, "Ask him what he thinks about the line team manager." He he got ahead of the question before I. You even gotta, asked. Yeah, Jake. I already told him what I think of you. Um, you're a great guy, Jake. <laughs> Don't ever stop being you. <laughs> Word. All right, uh, Mac. The Bingus or the Bongus? The Bingus Bongus, dude. What the hell is that? <laughs> the Bingus Bongus, it's literally nothing. I just say it to piss people off. Whenever they ask me stupid questions, I'll be like, the Bingus Bongus, because that makes sense. Because yeah. whatever they're saying doesn't make sense to me, so I just start saying things that don't make sense back to them. Yeah. Uh, so the Bingus Bongus is my go-to word at the moment. So, <laughs> word. All right, uh, last couple. So Brennan and Joe both asked about uh, – Brennan asked, is uh, Simeon motivated for the street this season? Joe said street part soon. So people really want to see uh, you out in the streets. Yeah, um, there's actually a talk of I might film my own street part this winter. Um, this coming so winter. This coming winter, there might be a full street part by Simeon, I think. I think that's because I'll be in Michigan a lot. So there will be a lot of Midwest spots I can hit. Um, so I probably won't do as much resort riding, but I'm going to probably get really heavy into the streets this winter. So there will be a street part. Yeah, that's tight. When did you, when did you first start hitting street? I don't know. If last it was winter. Last, last winter. winter. Oh. First time I ever hit street. Uh, definitely was awakening. Because <laughs> yeah. first street spot I hit, I went with Taylor Blunquest and Jed Blue Waters and it was, I thought it was a mellow spot. I was doing I was doing lip two over. I was like going over a rail and then going around a corner and then doing lip two onto a down rail. And I broke my ribs like <laughs> you know, second day on my street trip. I was there for like two months and they like never really healed, but it was a beast. It's definitely a beast. I got like I got a few clips I'm happy with, but definitely wanna stack next winter and actually make my own. Yeah, is the big goal. Yeah, is that are those clips from last season? Are those going to see the light of day? Like, is that going to end up in a in a video? Yeah, uh, it should be ending up in E Cook's movie. Um, Ethan Cook's making that edit, street edit for us with yeah. a bunch of homies like Jed, Caden Wood, uh, Brandon McLean, and then like uh, it has like Tanner Blakely, Connor Ralphie, Liam Baxter, uh, Jai Hunter. It's going to have a bunch of, like, Ben Bodette. It's got a bunch of really good skiers, and it. it's going to be a really, really sick movie when it comes out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. That'll be really, really cool. That'll be tight. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, Grant Harris, what's, uh, what's the vision for the future? Where are you going next? The vision. Um, the vision is street part this winter, 
one warm winter in the Midwest, and then I'm moving to Salt Lake. Yeah. Next fall, I think, is Salt Lake and get into more bigger stuff, more park skiing, like just bigger park skiing. It's a different scene. Um, but yeah, it's just skiing is in the future. Just seeing how much skiing I can get in, ski what we can still keep doing, and see how much better we can get, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> so have you you've made it out there you said you said so before the the podcast started you said that you were actually in the background at the during the mill bastards episode yeah so how, how frequently do you go out there um well last winter i was just out there for like a month shooting street and tyler brian and e-cook all let me stay at their house which is super sick so thank you boys for that i really appreciated it um so yeah i just chilled with them shot street uh was super sick and but yeah i didn't get there that much i was like there for a month and then i was there for like a week in november for uh shred fest that they do out there um and i went and rode bone zone for like a week so i was sick and then i rode in the rail jam um yeah so then yeah this year i'm gonna do like the same thing i'm going to shred fest in november again and then yeah i'll be out there in like december ish at some point for a street trip and then yeah see if i can sneak another one in in february at some point just to go for a week and hang out yeah so that's tight i mean so being a midwest guy a lot of people on the show complain about the vibe in salt lake you know yeah zach's clip uh <laughs> zach pfeiffer's clip blew up where he's saying he was sick of all the cool guys like what's been your experience going out there um <clears throat> i definitely have experienced both sides of it so like I it was mostly also because like I don't know a lot of those dudes yet like I've never met them so like I felt like I was getting cool guy by some of them but like at the same time I just I don't know I just love the Midwest like I just love it here like everyone's just dope and like it's just every like nobody ever has anything bad to say when you're skiing like there's never like that negative energy in skiing around here because like everybody's just having fun like we all understand we're on a tiny ass little hill and we're skiing like you know we're not going to be the most crazy skiers ever but you know we're having fun um and that's like the the only thing i really saw was a difference because you go out there and you know kids are throwing trips off every jump and you're like cool i get it i'm not as good as you and then you know they won't talk to you or they'll put in their music and act like you're not there that kind of thing and that's just like not my vibe because i love talking to everyone and i love making connections with new people um so i don't know i like it there but it's definitely like I love the Midwest and that's why I haven't left the Midwest yet. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to give it one more winter here. And then, yeah, I think it's time to, if I want to, <laughs> excuse me, if I want to make the ski thing work, I think I got to get out somewhere with snow longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just seems yeah. like there's, there's definitely more going out in Salt Lake. Yeah. Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, was there uh <clears throat> Was there anything we missed? That's all I got for you. No, dude, I, that sounded pretty good to me. Like, I don't think we missed yeah. anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, you want to leave everybody off with anything? You want to plug anything? Where could they find you? All that good stuff? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, my Instagram is just Simeon Glass. Um, and, yeah, just keep doing what you guys want to do. Never let anyone tell you you can't ski the way you want to ski or do whatever you want in skiing. Um, definitely just you know never get down on yourself too much because you have to remember as tweak tweak always says this to me he always says is this is supposed to be fun skiing is fun like don't get too hard on yourself because i've definitely found myself doing that way too many times skiing is just for fun you're supposed to be having fun so go have fun <laughs> um yeah and then just Shout out Talty Dan and shout out Jake Dubay and Connor Clayton and Stephen Hurdle. You guys are doing it all for me. I really appreciate everything you guys have done. And thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Dude, thank you for coming on. It was nice to get to know you a little bit better, learn, learn a little bit more about you, and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Thank you, most definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.